Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, joined in studio today by, we have my man Chris Embry. Chris, how are you, sir? Doing great, feeling great, and uh, glad to be here. Awesome. And of course, behind the glass, we have our man, Brandon Bishop. Brandon, how are you, sir? Good morning. You're keeping me appropriately behind the glass where I need to be. Yeah, we just like to keep a little distance there. Not not due to coronavirus, just, you know, Brandon Brandon tends to get a little handsy during the show. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like the sneeze shield at an all-you-can-eat buffet. we got to keep him behind that. Yeah, it's for I mean, safety. occasionally, if you're not paying attention, he gets a little handsy during the show. No big deal. We appreciate everyone tuning in this morning. We want to thank the sponsors of the Weekend Sports Buzz. We have Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908. Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Louisville Combat Academy has the most active MMA fighters out of any gym in the state of Kentucky, and we certainly appreciate their support. If you want to better your life through martial arts, check out Louisville Combat Academy. Of course, if you want to get into the cage, you'd have the opportunity to train with, you know, A.J. Jenkins, uh, the Fergusons, Brandon Bishop, Lingo, Jacob Pierce, I mean, it goes on and on. Trevor, I can't name everybody. There's so many killers over there at Louisville Combat Academy. Check them out. Also, my health insurance practice. If you enjoy the weekend sports buzz, you want to support us, please give me a health insurance referral. I'm an independent broker. What that means is I can help anyone with any health insurance need. Uh, regardless of your situation, if you're the wealthiest person around or you're the most broke person around. If you have a health insurance need, I can help you. Give me a call 502-386-0978. I'm licensed in Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, and now the state of Florida. So once again, please give me a health insurance referral. Not the most typical. This is supposed to be Selection Sunday. That's right. Right? Absolutely. Not the most typical Weekend Sports Buzz episode, right? I wouldn't think so. No, I'd say this is probably a little different. We don't really have much to talk about. There was some UFC, uh, uh, there were some MMA fights last night, right, Brandon? Yep. Did you get to catch any of that? No, I just saw the results. Yeah, I didn't didn't watch any of it either, but it was in front of no crowd. Wow, that has to be very low energy. So I don't know what the, (laughs) the, I guess... I mean, could you get up for a match or say You know, that's a, that brings up an interesting topic. When talking to MMA fighters, which I do on the Kelly Patrick Show, of course, a lot, mm-hmm. I find myself falling into the trap of saying, this is a big fight you have coming up. Yeah. And I think, huh, oh, 
I'm guessing every time you step into the cage is a big deal to you. Yeah, the one you've got in front of you is always the biggest fight. <laughs> right? Yeah. Regardless of if it's in front of 100,000 people or 5 million or 10. Right. You got to be worried about everything inside of the cage. Right, Brandon? Yeah, for sure. 100%. You could die in there. Yeah, yeah. but you feed off the crowd's energy How much well. is there to that, Brandon? Um, I agree with Chris that you do feed off the energy. So there's um, a, an ele- it has to be an element of that. Yeah, has to be. yeah, there's definitely an element, but it kind of reminds me of like the early days of the Ultimate Fighter where these guys are going in to fight for a contract and there's nobody in the gym to watch except for the people that are cornering you and the judges. Um, so, you know, I think that kind of adds a little something because obviously they know the stakes are high. So I think that um, that, that would be a little bit different scenario. But, you know, when you're just going in for like a typical fight in your career and there's nobody in the crowd that's got to throw you off a little bit especially if you're used to fighting in the ufc you've got pretty large crowds you're fighting in front of well absolutely even in the hard rock mma you've got big crowds i mean even oh from yeah the lower level sure so um I, I it's just i mean i guess everybody's different to me i would i wouldn't be able to get as much energy going uh, you know, you're kind. Of, it, it is a spectator sport. I mean, as as much as you're concentrating on your opponent, uh, you know, you you kind of play for, not play. You know, you you're you're performing basically. Sure, it's compounded. I would imagine, and it was still compounded for the fighters last night. It was on television, right? Yeah. I mean, how many eyeballs are on you there? That's a lot. Yeah. Sometimes more than what's in the arena. Oh yeah dependent on the degree of how big of a fight that is, how big of an event it is. But, Brandon, when you went out of the cage, <laughs> stumbled, <laughs> through the, stumbled through the cage door, you and your opponent, Braden Ward, were both simultaneously knocked out due yep. to hitting your head on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> how much did it impact you that there was an entire crowd full of people there when you came to and you're like, who are all these people? What's going on? Yeah, I felt Would it like- have been different? If you looked around and you were there was em- empty arena? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I was so confused from being knocked out that you know, and being outside of the cage and everything. I just didn't know what was going on. It took me a few minutes to get my bearings and figure out what was going on. Uh, but that's another great example of way more viewers online than were there in the arena. I'd okay. say there's probably you know, several hundred at the arena, but it got 250,000 views overnight. Wow. So um, it went viral. Yeah. <laughs> it was all over TV and everything the next week. So um, that was kind of a strange feeling. It's funny with Hard Rock MMA, a lot of times the most exposure we will get is something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always the freak show stuff that gets. More. I would say the most recent would be referee George Conley stopped Jesse Romans versus Derek Overstreet. Yeah. Many believed it was a little premature. Right? And it, it made one of those lists of the, the worst stoppages. Did you see that, Brandon? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So that got some attention. I mean, we have the uh, Brian Kerr against Chad Sermon. Those two <laughs> fights. Have you seen those, Chris? I don't think so. Were the, the, uh, okay, there's a rule in, in MMA that if you're on all fours, your opponent cannot kick you. Right, right. Brandon? So, so Chad Sermon in was like, yeah, head, I'm sorry, in the head. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yes. I'm going to crawl out like a bear in the middle. Once the fight starts, I'm going to get on all fours, and I'm going to crawl to my opponent. He can't kick me. What's he going to do? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> What's he going to do? I'm going to confuse him. 
I'm gonna attack him like a little little puppy dog would, maybe take him down. Yeah, ankle biter, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. You, so, he, so he crawled to him, and six foot four Brian Kerr saw him crawling at him. Soccer kicked him in the face. Oh no! <laughs> there's a, there's a little backstory to that where. Uh, I guess Chad had announced somewhere backstage that that's what his intent was, was to come out in a three-point stance so that that couldn't happen. And uh, the advice that they gave to Brian was just go ahead and do it anyway. That so weird. So <laughs> Brian Kerr technically lost the fight. <laughs> yeah, but he won our hearts. So it ended right there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was over, yeah. I'll show you the video because on Because of Ooh. the kick to the head that's illegal? Oh, yeah. You can't. There are rules. It's cage fighting, would but you, there are rules. Would you want to win that way? It depends on who I'm No, playing. I wouldn't. No. <laughs> the answer's no. No, I would never Me do to that. crawl into a guy who's six foot four and have him just get a running start in soccer, kick me in the face? No. If I, was I don't care. I mean, if, if it that was, was Israel, an amateur fight. If it was Israel Adesanya, I would take that win in a heartbeat. <laughs> if it's somebody at Hard Rock, no, I don't want to win that way. Okay. Depends <laughs> on how much you're getting paid. Right. Okay. Now, we said it during the intro. I'll say it again. This is a different type of show. Fortunately, we're all legitimate. I'll consider combat sports to be sports, Brandon. Okay. We're all three legitimate sports nerds. Thanks. So someone says, what are you guys going to talk about? On the radio on Sunday morning. Oh, my goodness. What are you going to talk about? My response is, are you kidding me? I could sit and talk for 15 hours a day, every day, about sports for the rest of my life without ever viewing another sporting event. I think I could. you got enough experience watching amazing things in the past. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you too. But right? we, we yeah, also... I mean, you too, Brandon. What, you know, eh, we do. It's not like we just picked up this being a sports nerd thing overnight for the claimer it's not like it helps you get chicks yeah hey, not, i'm a big sports yet. nerd yeah not yet maybe one day i'm working on it yeah yeah uh, if i'm a big sports nerd and that's all i care about then it'll really help me with the women no this is just kind of who we are that's right okay. maybe and there's there's also all the off the field off the court stuff behind the scenes you can talk about connected to sports sure like rick patino rick patino's a good one who's that <laughs> never heard of Rick Pitino, never heard have of him. we? Nope, never heard of him. I People around here have never heard of him, have they? And what's the news with Rick Pitino? Accepted a job at Iona Catholic University up in New York. He's back in the area that he loves. Mm -hmm. uh, he's back in the game that he loves. The president of Iona previously was the president of Transylvania Catholic University in Lexington. So Rick had a relationship with him uh, previously. And not, Rick, not the other Transylvania where, like, you know, where uh, Dracula lives. Yeah, not that one. Right. The, the Transylvania, the Catholic University in Lexington. Um, Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but outside of this area, people probably don't even know much about Transylvania. Right. Um, it's a very small school. But it's a Catholic university. But Rick, is, it, is it in Kentucky? Yes. Okay. Transylvania is in Lexington. I didn't know that. Yep. See? Second largest mm -hmm. university in Lexington. Yep. Is that right? That's right. I assume. Uh, it's it, walking distance to Rupp Arena. Right? I used, when I was in high school, I would go to middle school and high school. I would go to Transylvania. What was it? Don Lane. Don Lane's basketball camp at Transylvania every year. So I got to go three or four years to the Transylvania basketball camp. They have always had a real good basketball program. Don Lane was the coach for years. Now his son... I forget his son's name, but also Lane. 
uh, they won the what is it NAIA championship or Division three, I believe. Okay, uh, about six or seven years ago. Okay, so they're they're not ju- you know they're good good school. Very similar to the relationship between Bellarmine and Louisville. Yeah, I would say absolutely. Okay, it's a Catholic university. Yada yada yada. The head coach of Chris Mack and Scotty Davenport know each other. Just like Rick Bettino and Don Lane knew each other. So what is the chance that Kentucky or Louisville schedules Iona in the coming I'd year? say very good. I'd say higher. Well, that's Maybe a good not question. Louisville. I mean, you think Kentucky's more likely? Knowing Calipari and knowing how he misses the back and forth between the two, I could see him possibly – and that would help Iona. You know, oh, 100%. You know what's funny is I think Rick is the coach of Iona would almost have a better chance of beating Kentucky now than, than, than when he was at UofL. Because you, you have that edge thing. It's the, the underdog. I think that matters in basketball as much as anything. Uh, uh, we saw Walter McCarty with Evansville beat Kentucky. We see that type of stuff happen all the time. I would not take a Rick Bettino team for granted at all at no. Iona. Give him a few years. He's going to definitely get more out of that team than whoever the guy was before him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's known for getting. The previous coach accepted an administrative role with the team, the previous okay. head coach. So he's I wonder still how involved. Rick's going to like that. Ah. You know, he didn't like Denny, Denny in the yeah, way. That's remember? a good question. I think that's a different story because Rick and Denny had played, competed against each other a lot. Yeah. Where they coached against each other for years, UFL versus UK. So yeah. the Rick Bettino story kind of steals the show here, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, if we're, you know, the bread and butter is college basketball, and that is the biggest news we have. You said just a few short weeks ago, Chris, you feel Rick Bettino deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Is that right? Absolutely. Am I misquoting you? I mean, look, you, you can't look at off-court things when you're talking about this, right? I'm, he don't deserve to be uh, Pete rose in college basketball because of some type of thing that didn't deal with the game. Well, even though Pete Rose was, I guess you can connect it to the game. They said he bet on baseball. But, um, you know, whatever happened with Rick off the court uh, with – uh, you know, I don't want to throw him under the bus by naming off stuff, but I mean, we're all aware of what went on. And uh, if you strictly look at the numbers, he definitely belongs on there. Uh, so, so Mount Rushmore to revisit that conversation would be four. Well, then he deserves I'll, to be in that conversation. In the conversation now. See, my Mount Rushmore had more than four. Okay, and that's okay. There's enough room for a few more heads on that mountain. That's, that's what I mean. Sports Talk Radio, we can go in so many different directions. Who's your Mount Rushmore of college basketball coaches? Off the top of your head, I understand it's a complex question. Absolutely. And it really, it doesn't exist. So this is a conversation, almost a debate type thing. Absolutely. Um, you've got to throw... Adolph are up in there. Okay. I'm a Kentucky fan. That got he's got to go in there. And even though I don't care much for him, I think Bob Knight deserves to be up there. Okay. Mike Shashesky can't leave Coach K off. Absolutely, he probably should have been the number one on that list. Um, then you've got you know there's some some coaches. Obviously, Adolph Rupp was before my time, but. Uh, um, I you would have to put John Wooden, even though he had uh. 
all the players well we don't know he he you know he got the best players in that era and i think he won what 10 out of 11 years straight or so something can't or leave nine out of 11. right uh so right there coach k wooden you say rup and bob knight bob knight okay that would bob be. knight won three titles calhoun also won three i guess you could argue Knight maybe impacted the culture a little more, was was more impactful. For he, example, he was Coach K's coach. That's right. And, and that's he, substantial. Right. And he was the last coach to coach a team to go undefeated. Okay. So, so Calhoun deserves to be in that conversation too. Yeah, absolutely. Rick certainly does also. And then you've got the guys below, you know, you got uh, Calipari, Rick Pitino, Jay Wright, um, Billy Donovan, mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could name a, a, a list. Roy of, Williams, Roy Williams, absolutely. Um, Dean Smith, Dean Smith. You know, you've got um, it. It just uh, Denny Crum won too. Absolutely, he belongs on that. Uh, somewhat, somewhat of a top fifteen, top or something like that, top twenty type conversation. Yeah, but um, you know, it's. Uh, Rick Pitino's a legend. Absolutely. He brings, I would hire him in a heartbeat to, to coach my team. If it's coaching college basketball, is that if that's what we're doing, yeah. Yes, I'll take him. I mean, hell, uh, um, Larry Brown was getting hired up until a couple of years ago. Absolutely. What are the age differences there? Oh, I think he is probably. How old do you think Larry Brown is? I think he's probably 80. Really, 70, 78 to eighty. It's wild, Brandon. You can these coaches can can coach. He's seventy nine. Okay, there you go. Uh, I think Rick Pitino is like sixty seven. Let's see. So you're saying they're all susceptible to COVID? Okay, they are. Yeah, Co- uh, Rick Pitino is sixty seven. So Larry Brown's only a couple years older. And so he's got plenty of years left in him. Um, and you know the thing is, I don't think uh, Rick Pitino will stay. Long at Iona. See, once once Iona takes the um, takes the bad look away. You know, the thing is, he he's got his foot in the door now to get back. He's he's back. Obviously, I could see another uh, major school trying to pull him away from Iona after a, a year or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, he definitely didn't want his career to end with the scandal at the University of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um. That wasn't a you know you don't want the the last line of your your sports obituary to read Katina Pout took my ass down. <laughs> right. He's been coaching in Greece, so I mean it's already taken a different turn after that, right? Yeah, somewhat. But he he is a college basketball guy. He first burst onto the scene as the coach at at Providence, I guess at Boston College. Okay, but then Providence, right? But he he. Billy Donovan was his star point guard, and and he is a college basketball mastermind. Yes, he's created many coaches out of his coaching tree. Um, I'm gonna. It's it's in today's day and age of social media and the 24 hour news network. I'll be honest. Next season, I'll be keeping my eyes peeled for exciting headlines of Rick Pitino. Iona is playing against Manhattan. Okay, I don't know. And you know who the head coach is there. Yeah, Stevie Masiello still. That's right. 
Do you know who that is, Brandon? Never heard the name. <laughs> okay. He was a guy who rode the bench for Rick Patino at, at Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. Uh, his family was friends of Rick Patino's. He wasn't a great player. Nope. At all, but he was always on the team. And and how did he get his first head coaching job? What was the connection? Do you remember the scandal? I remember the scandal. He He said he had a bachelor's degree. And it turned out, oh, he was straight up lying about that. Like, like a university wouldn't be a, a he, able I, to find If I out. remember correctly, he was going from Manhattan to South Florida? I believe so. Something along those lines. He accepted a job from Manhattan where he had had a little bit of success. Accepted a, a promotion to a bigger job. And they were like, whoa, pump the brakes here. We checked this out and you don't have a college degree. So... Like a dog with his tail tucked between his legs. He was like, okay, well, Manhattan, can I keep my job here? He was getting ready to leave, one job. Right, and they <laughs> and let then, him stay. And they're like, okay, yeah, 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 we'll keep you. <laughs> and then I think he took some online courses, and now he has a degree. I'm which sure. I don't even care about degrees, but I mean, it's a funny I'm sure he did issue. all the work himself. But too. he's up in Manhattan. You know, he he's, yeah. He's in Manhattan. He's a Rick guy. So, okay. So, so sorry. I got sidetracked there. <laughs> so, when Rick and I own a play, whoever, I can't wait to see the headlines where Rick is talking about how it, well, this is the best opponent I've ever faced in my oh, yeah. in my 30 plus years of coaching. I've never faced a team that has shooters like this. His hyperbole. His hyperbole. Is, is unmatched. <laughs> it is. And uh, that's what I miss. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's either 100% or zero with him. He will, this is the best or the worst I've ever seen. Rick, uh, Brandon, he'll go into a press conference after a game. Say like they lose next season. They're going to lose a game. And Rick Pitino's going to go into the press conference, and with a straight face, he's going to look at those local podunk reporters at Iona, and he's going to go, I've been around the NBA and college basketball for 40 years. That was the best team I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and, and all the reporters are going to be like, what? Rick, <laughs> what? You coached in the NBA for a while. You coached against Michael Jordan. No, that team was better. And everybody will just walk out of there like, what the hell has this guy lost his mind? No, he hasn't lost his mind. He's been doing that for years. <laughs> he's a maniac. Or I don't know what he is, but he's hyperbolic. Absolutely. Would almost be an understatement. I want to remind our listeners, please give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you on this. Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday. We that, don't even get to – did Joe Lenardi release what he thought the bracket would be? Has he updated his bracket? I think so. What about these players, man? This is wild. It, it, you know, you have have some guys saying, oh, you know, I'm glad they canceled. Uh, and then you have some people, obviously, devastated players. Uh, and, uh, you know, they work so hard the whole year. Um, and now – you know, it's it just pulled out from under them like that. And it, it's pretty bizarre. Um, obviously, we've never had anything like this in the I've history. never seen anything close to this. Right. And, uh, you know, we're going to look back and say this is possibly one of the biggest overreactions. Maybe. Depending on what happens from this point forward. Time will tell. Yeah. Maybe. We may. Um, and I'm not trying to, you know. I don't even want to talk about the reason, really. But, you know. Um, yes, you do. <laughs> it's just, yes, you, you do. Know, um, 
I don't know, man. People are freaking out, and they need to chill. What about all the toilet paper purchases? How much attention has that gotten? That's insane. That's stupid. It's insane. I wish that I would have bought stocks in Charmin before all this happened. You'd have to. The thing is, is people are stocked up now, so they won't buy any for like a year. Yeah, that's when you sell. Yeah, yeah. So you have to buy it. The toilet paper stock, and then sell it like next week. You yeah. know, if you don't have any food, you won't need the toilet paper, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you buy a bunch of ammo, you can get all the toilet paper you want. Sure, but we're not we're not pushing anybody to to, to go that route. No, right? no, no. I'm just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> People are legit preparing for like a doomsday type scenario. Yeah, which is wild, man. It's it's insane. I mean, this this flu, this coronavirus uh, strain of the flu, has really, really shooken everybody up. You know, I, I go to a local pub, and uh, a week ago, it was hopping, right? Hopping, man. We had we were supposed to have a St. Patty's Day parade yesterday, mm-hmm. canceled, right? So I go down Friday night to the same place, and it's like a ghost town, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, <laughs> it, I'm like, I just can't believe people. Well, I don't know, man. I don't want to go down that path talking about this, but uh, people are just freaking out, man. You New, know? New View was hopping Friday. Yeah, we, we went out Friday night, didn't we, Brandon? We did. <laughs> we went to Smyrna Inn, right? I Well, I met up with you guys after that. Oh, you didn't go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't in Smyrna. I went to New View. So we went to Smyrna Inn, then we went to New View, and, you know, it was hopping, right? Yeah, it was pretty People full. People were karaoke Yeah. Everybody was living it up. Nobody up. was wearing, like, hazmat suits, right? No. <laughs> That's good. Probably a couple should have been, though. <laughs> Not for the coronavirus, but for just other promiscuous yeah. transmitted diseases. Yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting crowd. It was fun. Sounds like it. Yeah. It's funny, man, because, all right, so let's say restaurants. Let's talk about restaurants, local restaurants. Year to year sales is how you base everything in a restaurant. Yep. You know, last year we thought around this time we got these type of sales. Right. Yeah. This this year, look, we're up a little bit. Great. Still difficult to keep a restaurant open. I remember reading Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential book and the finances that go into keeping a restaurant open. It's always very interesting. According to him in that book, the number one component to a successful restaurant has nothing to do with the menu or how good the food is instead do you own the building do you have this dramatic overhead do you have to pay all this this lease or this rent and then try to turn a profit or do you own the building does the owner of the restaurant actually own the building where that where they serve the food that's the number one component according to foodie Anthony Bourdain and Kitchen Confidential okay so it's difficult moral of the story here is it's difficult to keep a restaurant open Regardless, regardless. Sure. You throw this into the you mix. throw this into the mix. How many restaurants do we think are gonna? I mean, are people gonna be shutting down? That's a real possibility. I could tell you, I couldn't. Uh, I seen how packed uh, Roosters was yesterday, and I kept driving. So I found you know a restaurant that was not. I shouldn't have named the restaurant. Sorry about that. But yeah, well, I mean, advertisement. Um, you know. 
went to another place and it wasn't nearly as packed. Normally, that's an indicator you don't want to eat there if it's not packed on a Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. But you throw this in there. Uh, I, you know what I'm saying? If if there ain't a lot of people there, there might be a reason why there's not a lot of people there. Maybe the food's not good. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just odd, man. Uh, you know, you would think uh, having less uh, customers in your restaurant, you would want to be more attentive as a server, right? You would think. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you got less customers coming in. Sure. Uh, not the case. Not last night. No. They were like, whatever. Didn't have the best experience. No, not really. Maybe they were thinking about some other world-ending type of thoughts. <laughs> the good news from a sports fan perspective is I still I have UFC Fight Pass. Okay. YouTube has... You want to go watch Frazier and Ali on YouTube? Do it. There you go. You can stay at home. We all have Wi-Fi. Everybody listening has Wi-Fi, right? Currently. Yeah, currently. Maybe not. <laughs> but we all get to watch sports and enjoy sports, whether it's a recording or a, a current-day sport. Um, we still get to enjoy it if that's what we want to do. You don't have to necessarily watch something live every day. Right. But... I mean, what the hell's going on? The NBA's canceled. Everything's canceled except the UFC. Yeah, and right? uh, it, is there another XFL was holding out for a while, but they they backed out too. You know what I'm waiting for, and um, hopefully, if not this week, next week, we can hear from Brian the Insider uh, about the horse racing industry and how this is going to affect the Derby because. You look at the money that's being lost here. That's another angle we're not really focusing on. The NCAA tournament brings in hundreds of millions of dollars, especially into the local economies where these sites are at. Mm-hmm. And um, those those towns are, are really taking a, a, a bath when it comes to they were expecting all this revenue. You were talking about, you know, keeping restaurants up. Well, Locally this, owned restaurants. This is one of the aspects they look at. Hey, sure. we're, we're bringing the tournament in this year to this city. This is going to help our revenue. Uh, and you don't have that now. And it's actually the opposite, you know. So it's it's really bizarre. To, very, very bizarre. Um, and what does Churchill Downs do if you are – I mean – They've got to shut down like everybody else, correct? I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to speak for them. Big crowds is supposed to be what you're avoiding. What is the Kentucky Derby? It's, I don't. It's have you been? To, have you actually been to Derby? Before? I have. Yep. Have you ever been to the infield? I, I have. I told the story the other day when I was, I think, I was 15 or f- something like 15 or 16. I went yeah. to the Derby for the first time. Went inside, chugged up early in the morning, chugged a bunch of alcohol, bunch of vodka at age 15. Go to the infield, see women taking their shirts off, see boobies everywhere. I'm in heaven, running around like a maniac with my buddies. End up drinking so much alcohol by like, I don't know what time, middle of the day. Have to take a nap in the middle of the infield. Wake up, I don't know, an hour later. Just a horrible sunburn. (laughs) Where I basically had passed out from too much alcohol. And I wake up and I am just have a very painful sunburn. But I then kept drinking and kept partying. Yes, to answer your question, Brendan, I have been there. That's my first memory. Go on. That was very similar to mine. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, except my mom took me. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just remember like people throwing mud and sliding around in the mud, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I was kind of concerned about because it, it was dry that year and the mud was just outside the porta potties. So, oh man. So I'm not sure exactly what caused the mud, but um, <laughs> I didn't want any part of that. God, it got so wild in there. It's the epitome of what we should avoid in this time of, of <laughs> yes. coronavirus, right? Yes. Yeah. That, oh, man, that was a wild time. I'd say so. I mean, and there's people from New York walking around everywhere like, yeah, we just drove down here. You know, people, first time at the Derby, just going nuts. You know, like <laughs> Jersey Shore type guys or whoever <laughs> just came down from New York or came down from wherever, excited, looking to go balls out. Like it's Mardi Gras. Absolutely. They're like, we're partying. We came here to party. So-and-so chick takes her shirts off. Everybody starts cheering. Everybody's chugging Everclear. I mean, it, it's insane. Yeah, people run across the top of the porta potties. Yep. I mean, it's wild. You don't remember any horse racing? No, not really. I don't think a lot of people. I mean, I remember. I remember seeing that there was a track around us. Right. You had a horse (laughs) smell around you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew why we were there. You could see it on the jumbotron. Yeah, exactly. Um, But no, I, I no. It's a separate thing. Absolutely. It's more of a party scene for a lot of people than actually caring about what's going on. How much sure. does it cost to get into the the infield these years? Uh, it's over a hundred now, I believe. Okay, it. I remember it was like twenty bucks or something. Or yeah, yeah. it was really cheap. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have went to the Derby on two occasions with my shout out to my man Matt McCarthy, who, as I say each week, or I, I try to say often, without him I wouldn't even be on the air. But with Matt McCarthy and Tyler Bloyd, I think. We went to the Derby as members of the media on a couple different occasions. Did you dress up crazy like the rest of the people? No, nope, just normal. Okay. So you just, you actually were sticking out as the, not because everybody else is wearing like leisure suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember dressing up one time at the Derby, me and like five of my buddies, including my brother, we had all dyed our hair like bleach blonde. And we went into the Derby and just got smashed. We were like 17. And so that's somewhat of a, a outfit type thing. Remember, everybody's like <laughs> calling us Slim Shady or something, and we we're just just getting so drunk. The entire goal was how many boobs can we see? How drunk can we get? All the boobs. All the boobs. <laughs> no limit on the boobs. Oh man, great times, huh? So you guys remember uh, the um, Derby Eve block parties they used to have? Yep. Man, how many people got knocked out every year at that event, right? There was so many You know, I didn't go to those as much. I grew up in LaGrange, so I was always driving from, you know. Yeah. It was a different deal. I would make it sometimes to the Derby the day of, but you say people were knocked out? Yeah, so it was the poor man's time. It used to be set aside because the Derby has turned into rich man uh, event, right? Sure. So the the locals' night used to be uh, Derby Eve, the day before Derby, and they would have a central block party. Uh, uh, you know, Churchill Downs sits on Central Avenue, and uh, you'd have local vendors. They'd set up sort of like a little fair, and, and people would get smashed, and, and everybody would be walking around looking all mean mugging everybody and there'd be fights and that's why they shut it down obviously it was crazy but uh uh you know they took that away and then they said okay the oaks is uh, you know they they keep 
pushing the uh, local uh, small man out of the equation when it comes to the derby. So I will say this. Unless I have nice tickets, regardless of if they have the derby in May or whenever they have it, unless I have good tickets, I don't even want to go to the derby anymore. Yeah. It's too much, man. I, I, I don't, regardless of coronavirus, I don't need a big crowd. Does no. that make sense? Uh, exactly. It's Once you've experienced it once, I mean, you've been there, done that, right? Yeah. I think. That's the way I see it. I had um, some f- family. We have some family through marriage over in Ireland right now. And a couple years ago, I did have some family who came over the, the, the pond and stayed the night with me. They went to the Derby. I didn't even go. But they got to stay at my place. Yeah. And so it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It, you can't deny the Derby is a huge part of anyone who lives in Louisville. That That's, that's who we are. Did you hear uh, that there was a sting operation on some local trainers the last couple weeks? And yeah, big time, yeah. Um, that the uh, they had found out the drug that was being administered to these horses that was related to the legs breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> whenever you have money involved in anything, there's going to be cheating and especially that tight that amount of money right i mean you you're gonna have that but man to uh do this so nonchalantly affecting these horses horses and <laughs> knowing they keep dying and they keep administering this stuff to these horses man what kind of person do you have to be to know that you're I don't know, man. I'm sorry to go down that route. Maximum Security, who was ripped off in the Derby last year, our man Brian the Insider calls in seemingly each week and rips on the Derby for their handling of how that worked. Remember, he was disqualified. Yes. He won the Derby, crossed the finish line first, but then they disqualified him for a, a technicality. Oh, his his trainer, Jason Service, was busted for doping for Maximum Security, so... He, he maximum security was ripped off from the derby but he was doping. Everything involves involves performance enhancing drugs. Everything. Everything. Yeah. MMA, NBA, NFL, everything. College, everybody's taking Adderall. I, everything. Everybody's always looking for an edge. Has it entered the bowling scene? I would think <laughs> probably. Oh my god. Yes, you count cocaine as is a performance enhancing drug? Cocaine? I mean, can we at least like get something on ESPN like uh, darts? I don't know, man. We need some. <laughs> of course, I'm joking. We, but what is what is ESPN going to do with all of their allotment? And, and if you are a, um, you know, you pay for these advertising uh, slots on, you know, their channel. And there's nothing – No, you're not drawing a crowd to that channel now. I mean, it feels like there's a lot of people that are missing out. This is uncharted territories, especially in this day and age of social media, right, of 24-hour news cycle. We don't know. Like, are people watching ESPN right now? No. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. So. I'm watching uh, – last night I started watching Don't F with Cats. That's, That's a good what one. I was telling you about. Have you guys seen that? Oh, have you finished it yet? No, I'm, I just finished episode two. Oh my goodness, man! It's about a serial killer. That's one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen, man. You know the one that he? Because you know serial killers are oftentimes copycats. No pun intended, but you know he was a copycat somewhat off of a bunch of serial killers. But there was that Ken and Barbie. 
attractive couple from Canada that he was somewhat copy, and he was claiming he was romantically linked to the whatever the female's name. Oh, just wait until you get to the end. I'm yeah. not gonna, uh, I, I thought about Googling it to see. No. No, yeah, I'm not, he, he's not actually ch- copycatting off something else. He's copycatting off a lot I've seen. No, you just a wait. culmination of a bunch of different. Uh, Catch me if you can. The movie he I, I've picked up on that. He's copycatting off a lot. Basic Instinct. Yeah. Um, but that that okay. So I think that's what people are doing. They're catching up on their Hulu and their Netflix. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. That what else is there? A lot of Fortnite for me. Yeah. <laughs> I could catch up on some reading, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got... Hey, look, we're all going to... Uh, this minor convenience. I mean, we love sports. And in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it sucks. We we should be talking about brackets right now, right? But, uh, hey, we can all survive without this stuff. You know. Hopefully. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can tell you, quit freaking out and buying out all the crap in the stores, man. I don't know what these people are doing. People lose their mind. If it snows a few inches, people lose their mind. Oh, yeah. They forget how to drive. They buy up everything in the store. They're bragging about how many ramen noodles they bought. Keep bragging. Somebody's going to come and do what Brandon. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, I've seen a lot of it you know, mentioned, thrown around. Oh, I do commentary for Hard Rock MMA. Shout out to Brandon and Vanessa Higdon. They have put on 114 shows. And Never had a canceled event. Until, Until Never have canceled an event. Never. Longest running MMA promotion in the history of the state of Kentucky. Not even close. Brandon and Vanessa Higdon have never canceled an event. Until last night. Well, and to be perfectly honest they didn't cancel the event the Correct. state did the state did yeah so man technically Fi- they technically still haven't. they didn't you're right uh fighters were pulling out before it was canceled anyways yeah what do you think of that brandon um what a bunch of no i'm just teasing i, I would like to remain neutral on that because, you don't want to answer uh, the question because you're being political i didn't want to well, answer I, I think that um everybody's got the reasons for doing what they're doing and i have my opinion about it but i'd rather not share it so Good one, man. I'm with you. I'll just keep that to myself. Let's change the subject. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. Once again, 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We can talk sports, whether it be boxing or MMA or college basketball or NBA or NFL or MLB. We can talk anything. All day. We've got two hours to do it this morning. We appreciate you tuning in. I encourage you to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, 502-384-1450. Be sure to stay tuned. Brandon, Chris, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. Just got a text in from our man Mo, texting in from Colorado. Mo said, Spencer Confidential on Netflix is good. I actually watched that. Has anyone seen that? Is that the one with uh, Post Malone? Post Malone's in it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. All right. I haven't seen it yet, but my daughter is telling me it's good, and she wants me to watch it. I enjoyed it. Have you have you heard about this, Brandon? Which one is it? Uh, it's called Spencer Confidential. It's a straight-to-Netflix special, which it's so difficult to track what, what things mean these days, but... Um, Years ago, straight to DVD or straight to straight to uh, video rental meant like it was a low budget type deal. Yeah, but these days, not so much. Mark Wahlberg had a new movie come out called Spencer Confidential, and it went straight to Netflix. I have heard about it, but I haven't watched it. Is it worth watching? I li- I liked it. You would like it. it yeah. Has some MMA and boxing uh, undertones to it, but. It would be like this. If I was Mark Wahlberg, let's say Kelly Patrick made a movie. I was like, what What am I going to make this movie about? I'm going to make myself a cop, but not a bad cop. I'm going to be like a vigilante badass cop. Yeah. I want to make myself look real cool. <laughs> okay. How, how I'm going to play the lead role too. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be corruption in the police force, and I'm going to be the guy who stands up for... Uh, uh, what's right. And so what, what the, the premise is, is Mark Wahlberg's character finds out that his chief of police is beating his wife. And he's a crooked chief of police anyway. So Mark Wahlberg goes over to that chief of police's house, sees the wife that's beat up, and just beats the hell out of the chief of police. So then he goes to prison for a while. Oh. You know, for attacking a woman beater. Vigilante, Right. Then he gets out of prison, and he finds out there's more corruption going on, and he's not tech, not technically a cop anymore, but he still wants to... Am I ruining the movie for no, you, No, but, uh, you know, he, he didn't he didn't have enough, uh, you know, prison, so he wants to go do the same thing that got him in prison. I guess. I don't know. But it was a good movie. Mo, you know, thank you. I, I appreciate the, the text there, Mo. There's more from Mo's text we're going to get to in a moment. Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Tyler is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Tyler? I'm in hell. Why are you in hell? I don't know what to do. There's no sports. There's nothing. I can't even watch, like, the MMA. I mean, I guess I can watch MMA, considering I did watch it a little bit last night or yesterday. But I, I, it's just, I don't know what to do, Kelly. It's a whole new world out here. It's like that one day of the year where there's no sports and you don't know what to do. Well, this is just hell. I'm sorry. Tyler, I'm very sorry. Uh, I do appreciate you calling in this morning, though. I'll say that. Oh, yeah, no problem. I, I got just two quick things. The first was, since the only... Um, half sport going on out there is MMA. Uh, I did pay attention a little bit of it yesterday. Did you all, I'm not sure if you talked about it, but did you see the guy tap out and the other guy kept going or tried to keep going? Kevin Lee. Yeah. Interesting to me. Yeah. Is that, is that a typical thing? Has it happened much? Did he maybe just not hear the, the tap out, the bell, or or is he just trying to be the guy who just wanted to keep going? Good question. Brandon? Uh, 
you know, that's that's always controversial depending on what gym you go to. Uh, some gyms will encourage you to keep going until the referee pulls you off. Okay. So, I that mean, you know, I, I'm the type where uh, if I feel the tap, I'll stop. But I have in person seen that go wrong. Um, I think that was maybe um, probably like around 2008, somewhere in there, one of my teammates um, – Troyer was fighting bowling, I think is maybe Roger Bowling yeah, from up in Cincinnati. Yep. Yeah, I think that was the fight where um Troyer I think landed a heel hook and bowling he says bowling tapped and then he let go and then the ref didn't stop it and then bowling comes back and ends up actually winning that fight. Um again we saw that with uh Hoyce Gracie Ken Shamrock and like UFC one or maybe two. I was gonna say that you, the sport of MMA is so new, November ninety three at the very beginning, there's multiple instances of Hoist Gracie because the referees back then didn't even know what the hell jujitsu was. So they were not familiar with the idea of a tap. So Hoist Gracie would get a submission, look at the ref, and he's not letting go till they stop it. You're trying to win. And so that happened a lot at the beginning of the sport, uh, uh, Tyler, almost 20 years ago. But not as much anymore, Tyler. What did you think of it? Uh, I mean... It wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, bring back basketball. But anyways, <laughs> the other last thing I have to say, since there are no sports going on, and, you know, from my past experience with the show, I know there are a lot of outdoorsmen that do listen. I just want to say, fishing never ends. Coronavirus doesn't stop you when you're on the lake, guys. So come on out to the Kentucky Crappie Trail. We have our benefit tournament on April 11th, supporting the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation. Come help the kids at Taylorsville Lake, April 11th. Check us out on Facebook, but uh, it's all for the kids. But you won't be watching sports, so come fish. You'll have a good day. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah, thank you for the call, Tyler. I do appreciate that. It was Kevin Lee against Olivieria, and I'm watching the clip here right now. That happens, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it depends on how much malice I have for the guy I'm fighting, too. It's happened in the UFC quite a bit. Who was it? Paul Harris? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many times did he do it? Yeah, I mean, some of these guys, they're that's just how they train, so that's what they're told to do. Just try and rip it off and take it home. If the ref doesn't stop it, that's his job to do. So, you know, Kevin so Lee, what the guys tapping? Who cares? Ke- Kevin Lee's out of the UFC now. Um, who else was? Uh, what What's his name? An English English black guy. Um, there's there's a few. Daly. Paul Daly. Yeah. He was also kicked out of the UFC for some cheap stuff, right? Yeah, I think his was a shot after the bell. That's what it was, yep. Shot yeah. after the bell. And that was pretty blatant, though. That was It was pretty blatant. Yeah, Dana White like, said that day, he'll never fight for us again. Yeah, yeah, and I could see that for sure. But to counter Tyler's point, he called MMA a half sport. <laughs> oh, I did pick up on that. Yeah, I feel like any sport where you get a foul for punching someone in the face is not a real sport. Okay. Um, so um, I'm going to go with all the other sports are just playing with balls. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what's funny is you Fight handle me, it. Tyler. You handle it better. <laughs> Doc Parks was previously the producer for the show here. He would answer the, the phones. And one day Tyler called in and said, who is the guy answering the phones? And Doc goes, um, I'm Doc. And he goes, <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Tyler goes, guy's a sissy or something on air doc goes what are you talking about 
<laughs> I kick your ass or something. Tyler Tyler just calls in and stirs stuff up all the time. <laughs> and then off air that day, Doc was like, who is this guy? Is he fight? What does he do? And I was like, no. I was like, he is an athlete, though. He played college soccer at St. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> and Doc was just like, what? Played so- at a ca- Catholic university, he played soccer? How much does he weigh? I was like, I don't know, 150, 160. He's a little guy. Doc was like, oh, I want to fight him. Meet me in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing. <laughs> it was funny. Tyler always calls in and, and, and likes to stir stuff up, which I appreciate. Sure. So I, I've got some some breaking news here that's kind of sports related. Yep. Okay. Nike, who's, you know, who uh, sponsors a lot of sports. Sure. Just announced that they have closed all stores in the United States. No way. They are the first domino, and I look for multiple stores to follow suit. Okay. Uh, this is on Fox News. This is not some fake outlet uh, reporting fake news. Well, hopefully, we know they. I better not say that. <laughs> some people could say it's fake. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I also heard Kroger's are closing soon. I, I saw are, that on a post serious? just now. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. It's uh, difficult to tell what is true and what's not true. Well, I mean, this is this is the headline on fire. Yeah, absolutely, man. Who, how do we know if this is legit? Tyler messaged in and said he's actually 167. Oh, that's it, my weight. Okay. And at the time, Tyler goes, Doc, are you an MMA fighter? And Doc goes, yeah. And he goes, what's your record? And Doc at the time was 0-2. <laughs> Wow. And Doc goes, Owen, too. And Tyler just goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Just laughed at him on the air. It pissed Doc off so much. I love Tyler for that. That's great. <laughs> that is kind of lovable. <laughs> I, I appreciate Tyler calling in. And at the end of the day, it, Doc was like, well, I want to fight him. He says he can beat me up. I want to fight him. And I talked to Tyler. Tyler's like, I'm not fighting him. He could soccer kick him in the face, though. Yeah. That so- would be amazing. Like, soccer kicks can do damage. Bro, telling you. <laughs> Just look at Brian Kerr. <laughs> Brian Kerr, who was supposed to fight on the card yesterday against Ricky Jones Jr. Yeah. But once again, that, that card was canceled. I was really looking forward to that. I think we had uh, Overstreet and Holmes on that card as well. And Correct. I was really looking forward to that. Really good card. Alex Trauber versus Brandon Burr was going to be a good one. Four pro fights and 12 amateur fights. What was going to be the, the card last night. But once again, it was canceled. So what's going on shout out to brandon higdon and vanessa higdon for for despite despite receiving criticism occasionally for maybe not paying pro fighters as much as some would like they stick to their frugal ways and they stay in business and because of that you're welcome mma fans locally because of that they're not going out of business because of this yeah, I <laughs> Empire Fight Series in Dover, Kentucky. I think this one was going to be in Pikeville. Was going to be in a couple weeks. They they just canceled their card. That was their third event ever. And they've already canceled. They canceled that that event. How much money did they lose on that transaction? I don't know. But will we now see another Empire Fight Series event scheduled soon? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. difficult to stay in business. Empire Fight Series has had two events. And they were trying for their third event, and nothing. Will yeah? Will they ever? Will we ever see a third event from them? I'd say it's easier if you're Hard Rock MMA. You've already done 114 shows. Now, realistically, yes, we will still see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, 
the next event, which will now be called HRMMA 115, which will be 18, April 18th in Lexington, Kentucky, at, you know, at Rupp Arena, whatever it's called. Well, you got to think, um, a lot of schools still are going to be shut down. A lot of things, you know, that – sorry to bring this into this, but, I mean, who knows? That one may be canceled as well. Not not hoping that that happens. Yeah, you're right. It, it very well may be. You shut your mouths. <laughs> I, you know, the funny thing is um, you've got these college sports uh, – baseball. College baseball has been canceled, and they their season normally goes until June – in July, right? So, um, I don't know why they are canceling things that are so far ahead of where we are now. Uh, so, that's the only reason why I bring that up. Obviously, I don't want that canceled. Now, with this Nike shutdown, um, what would be the big shutdown that you'd be like, man, okay, it's it's getting real now? Kroger. Kroger and Walmart. Gas stations. If that happens, do we do we come? What out do here we do? Come on the air? Yeah, I don't know. There has to be a point. My kids are off school for the next three weeks. Knock on wood, I'm in the health insurance industry. People are still paying their premiums. <laughs> Not for long. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Probably, I would think if that'd they be can't one. Go to work. Look, if they start shutting stuff down like this, man, this is this is game changing life-changing type things you, you shut down a kroger yeah stuff like that is where i'll really start losing my stuff i know everyone's on the edge of their seat i want to remind you the louisville combat academy buzz line is 502-384-1450 everybody wants to hear what marcus thinks oh of, man of this coronavirus hysteria we're going to head to the buzz line now i've been waiting all day for where this. i believe we have our man marcus on the line with us how are you this morning marcus I'm just fine, like 99% of the human population. Yes. But I actually called in because you guys were talking about one of my favorite subjects to bash on uh, and acting like it was worthwhile. So let me clear some things up for you. Uh, The reason why that horrible piece of trash, Spencer Confidential, which should have been burned at birth, ever got made is because Mark Wahlberg is from Boston. The character of Spencer has been around since 1973. It was previously a TV show called Spencer for Hire, which was pretty good, but not especially good. But it's a long-running series of more than 50 best-selling novels, right? Spencer's not a vigilante cop or any of that other nonsense. He's a former professional prize fighter, who worked for the Suffolk County DA office as an investigator, right, and got tired of the bullshit crap that he had to deal with, right? Good catch. So he quit and became a private investigator. That's what he is. I don't know who plays Hawk, but I'm telling you what, it certainly isn't anybody from the horrible trailer that I saw that looks anything like Hawk because the embodiment of Hawk was Avery Brooks, who is 6'2", you know, 235, nothing but skin tight over muscle and bone, and a shaved head that looks like he could crack your concrete walls with it. So little Mark Wahlberg playing Spencer, who's six one and a half, two twenty five, is a pathetic joke. And the fact that somebody from Boston who should know better would try and modernize and butcher uh, the whole Spencer genre 
is pathetic. Okay. Okay, well, I was not familiar with the series. I watched the, the, the current movie, and it was a pretty good movie. It did seem, you're right, he's a former prize fighter, specifically a boxer, but it did inject some MMA because he came in and he was helping this heavyweight MMA fighter with his boxing, which is, you know, a modern twist, I guess, on the, the prize fighter type thing. A lot of times you see that these days, but I enjoyed it. Are you going to watch it? Marcus, am I gonna watch it? Yes. <laughs> no, I watched the inside of my own eye eyeballs blaze over before I'd watch that nonsense. Okay. <laughs> what else do you have for us this morning, Marcus? Well, I, I just wanted to point out a couple of things, you know, because we're going through this overwhelming, unnecessary hysteria. You know, uh, nothing is going to close like Kroger and Walmart. Uh, I see, you know, people going, oh, my God, oh, my God, they're running out of stuff. Yeah. You know what that's called? A blip in the supply chain. All the stuff that they're out of is still being made at the same rate that it was being made three weeks ago. The problem is panty-waist, sissy, <laughs> gutless morons ran out there and bought it all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to. Hey, guess what? Do you know every year in this country, 450 people die from falling out of bed? <laughs> so I personally encourage all of you people that went to the trouble to run out and stock up on this stuff to go to bed. Because hopefully <laughs> a bunch of you will die from falling out of bed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now the stocks in bed rails are going up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bring the heat. <laughs> well, and here, here's another one, right? Everybody's like, oh, you got to be proactive. Oh, you got to be proactive. You, you want to be proactive? Put down your phone when you're in your car. 45,000 people a year die from texting and driving. Let me know if and when the coronavirus ever hits that number, because it ain't going to. Does anybody here remember the swine flu, which Thank was you. relabeled by the government as they love to? H1N1 about 10 years ago. Thank you. Yep. Exactly. Worldwide pandemic, according to the World Health Organization, right? Had thousands of cases, tens of thousands of cases of it in the United States. Now, because they didn't have the correct test everywhere, does that sound familiar? To test for it, they're not sure of the exact death toll, but the minimum number of people that died that they know for sure had H1N1 and died from it is 175,000. But they actually believe that 550,000 people died from it. H1N1's still around. Let me ask you something. How many church services, sporting events, and, and group gatherings were canceled because of H1N1? None. Zero. Was there a national emergency declared? Yes. Was it a worldwide pandemic? Yes. But these idiots who are like, oh my God, this is unprecedented. It's unprecedented. No, it's not. The only thing unprecedented about this idiocy is the idiots that are feeding into it and going, oh my God, everybody's going to get it. Everybody's going to get it. That stupid old bag that runs Germany went out and was like, well, I, I believe eventually 70% of the population will get it. 70% of the population of what, moron? Germany, Berlin, good riddance, right? 
I never liked Germans since they murdered all those Jews. And they <laughs> oh, all those Jews. Oh, oh, God. Right? God. Oh, no. But here's the deal. Once it's here, it's here forever. H1N1 killed a bunch of people in the Middle East last year. It's the flu. It's a different strain of the flu. Are you going to get it at some time in your life? Yes. This is not 1919. In 1919, between 50 and 100 million people died. That's what they're comparing it to. Really? They didn't have medicine. Back then, what they had was guys who went around with a horse-drawn wagon telling you a bunch of tar and sugar mixed together and calling it medicine. No medicines existed in 1919, 1920. How many sporting events did they cancel? In 1919 and 1920. Oh, <clears throat> wait for it. None of them. Did they play the World Series? Yes, they did. Wasn't that the did Black, the black Sox? Yeah, exactly. So we know they played it because we know who won. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's just overwrought, hand-wringing idiocy. The fact that the NCAA would cancel... College baseball, I mean, you know, I don't really even think of that as baseball because the little idiots would use metal bats because they can't hit a ball more than 20 feet without them. But to cancel something that's going to be going on in the summer is so beyond absurd. I agree. And it, but you know, what, you know what the good news is? Let me tell you the good news. And I don't mean some lying jackass that stands up in a pulpit and tells you the good news. I mean the real good news. This country is dominated now by people whose IQ is below 100. <laughs> it is. The, the average right. IQ in this country is 98. That, okay? That. So that means the idiots are in charge. But <laughs> idiots have low attention spans. Idiots have low ability to concentrate on anything. So this is the current big deal, right? So you know what's going to happen? The idiot's attention span is going to wander pretty soon. Okay. And they're going to be like, oh, well, nobody I know is dying, right? Uh, Kroger's still open. I guess I'll go to the gas station and go to Kroger and get on with my life and go to work, which is what we all ought to be doing now. But if anybody wanted to know whether the United States has become, let's say, sissified, because you all know the word that begins with a P that I can't say on the radio, <laughs> Thank if you. there was ever any doubt about that, this is the final condemnation. This is it. This is a candy-ass, sissified nation of gutless people. And somehow, <laughs> large numbers of them have gotten to be in charge of things. Right? NBA canceled? Gutless. Unbelievably gutless. Not going to play the XFL? Really? Really? You know what this reminds me of? Magic Johnson had age. Oh, my God, maybe we're all going to get it. It's the same nonsensical, <laughs> panicked, cowardly bull crap. Marcus, as always, we appreciate your call. Thank you so much. We hope the world's in a better place when we're back here next Sunday and we get to talk about some actual sports. I don't know where we'll be, but we look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your weekend, Marcus. Fishing's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did Tyler hear that? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that was his closing words. <laughs> Fishing is not a sport, Tyler Bloyd. Tyler, do you hear that? Marcus says fishing is not a sport. <laughs> 
Tyler said MMA wasn't. It was only half a sport. Half a sport. But they they don't call it half fighting championships. It's ultimate fighting championships. I it's cannot, the ultimate sport. I cannot get behind that rationale. I'd say it's the most primal sport is Absolutely. fighting. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea where that come where that would come from. Now, other sports, man made, created sports, basketball, baseball, football are cool. Don't get me wrong. I love them. My first love was basketball. Till the day I die, basketball will be a part of me. But mm. to say fighting someone like ah, oh, who cares? Right, he can kick my ass. Who cares? What? <laughs> what? Life itself. Is like a sport, man, and to sure. survive uh, fighting against somebody—that's absolutely doesn't a mean sport. It, doesn't mean if someone can beat you up, they're a better person than you, right? No, obviously, but uh, there's some value there. I mean, we can't move past survival of the fittest. hand-to-hand combat. If something were to go down between you two, if there was one piece of food available and you two had to fight each other, who's going to win, the fatty or the? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, I should have said. But, you know, hey, uh, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I, you know, I don't want to offend anybody like Marcus did. Marcus, a, a whole Marcus of doesn't the world. offend people, does he? Do you think the German listeners are upset right now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have thousands <laughs> of German listeners who are, who are furious. But, you know. In all seriousness, thanks to Brandon Bishop's live feed, Got some good feedback on Marcus's call, Rachel, and and also the other guy. Who is it? Your friend from seventh grade, Brandon? Yeah, Chris. Uh, his, he goes by Thy Product on online. Mm-hmm. But we'll call him Chris. But he said that they 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 both really enjoyed Marcus's call. Yeah, well, I did too. I mean, Marcus is always my favorite caller, just for the fact that he, you know, we've got a, a good relationship. He calls in, and I, I pull the pin, and he throws the grenade. And then we both just walk away smiling. What, what do you What do you say to him? You say something along the lines of, "Hey, try not to cuss, so I don't have to actually dump you." Uh, I don't think I've ever actually said that to him. He knows, but he knows. He listens afterward, probably, so he knows when we dump him. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh... Thanks for the call, Marcus. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> we need more callers like him. If If anybody's watching in a live feed right now and wants to call in, be like Marcus, please. Marcus stirs the pot. I mean, it is absurd the the amount of panic that's going on. Um, you're you're going off of um, predictions. Nobody knows what's actually going to happen here, right? I mean, I'm just saying. And until you, uh, I don't know. I'm not saying stick around and just don't do anything. But I mean, come on, you got a life to live. It exists. It's a, it's a strain of the flu that's dangerous. You know, I don't. You know what I mean? I don't want it. I don't, you know, there's something what, to what it. What do you think about this social distancing, though, that they're talking about? You know, they don't want anybody, uh, Congress, uh, con- you know, coming together and congregating. Congregating, thank you, and to a group of 10 or more. Yeah. What about the guy in Bardstown? Uh, was he the one that uh, left the hospital? He tested positive for coronavirus, and they said, okay, you need to quarantine yourself in your house. He said, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to carry on with my life just like nothing happened. Um, he refuses. There may be some legal ramifications there. If that, uh, I'm not saying I agree that there should be. I'm just saying you got to watch out because 
they, this can come back on you. If you have coronavirus and you cannot quarantine yourself <laughs> and watch Netflix or whatever or get a workout in at home or, you know, I mean, now is the time to be able to do something like that. I mean, I could survive 30 days if I had food and water at home with <clears throat> Netflix and Hulu and, and uh, give me a jump rope or, you know, whatever to exercise at home. You can survive right. a very happy life quarantined did you hear though that there was a an italian actor francisca i can't remember the guy's name it was on fox news an italian actor his sister got coronavirus and passed away in the house that he was in and they made him stay in there with her but well i should be talking about is that right but yeah it's on fox news you could read the article uh they've got him quarantined and they won't come and get her body out of the house wow that's it's, like, it's that, like the plague, man. It's it's going back to the dark ages. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have doctors with bird masks on walking around. And and you know what, Marcus is right about the IQ thing, man. I just I swear I just said this on Friday when I was at work. I said if you think about it, the average intelligence is somewhere near one hundred. That means that half the population is dumber than that. That really that really kind of makes you I think. Mean, like you know that's the scary. threshold. Well, I don't want to. I gotta watch. Somewhere around sixty. I, it's slippery. <laughs> Somewhere around sixty. No, I know where 80, you're going with this. Man, 80, 80? 80. Oh god, that's look scary. how close that is. You know how I evaluate people and their intelligence? Simple. What kind of sense of humor do you bring to the table? If you crack a joke on Facebook or social media, and I read it, and I'm like, I can tell you are trying to be funny, but that is not funny. Well, then I automatically think this guy or this girl is an idiot. I, I had uh, suggested that a friend of mine uh, make a post in the Kelly Patrick Show group, or at least share it in there, and his response was, the level of sarcasm and wit in that group is scary. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, we got a lot of really intelligent, smart people Maybe. that are just very sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> so so he, he refused to make the post? Yeah, he didn't want to share it in the group because he was afraid of, uh, of what the comments section would be, which... He'd I mean, be ripped apart? I, I mean, it was a pooper pick. Okay. So I, I feel like it belonged there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wait, if if that doesn't belong there, then what does? <laughs> you know? It's art. Right. I mean. It's a modern day, you know, Mona Lisa is everyone has a phone, and that's why we created the cameras on the phones. That's why we have them. To take pooper pics. <laughs> and post them in the Kelly Patrick Show group. Shout out to Brandon for creating the Kelly Patrick Show Facebook group which is a lot of fun. Day and night, people post inappropriate things. Almost 700 people in the group now. Yeah, we get a lot of activity. A lot of activity, and it's not all MMA-related, right? <laughs> it's a very small percentage nowadays. There is some. Yeah. Occasionally. I mean, we, try, we try and like integrate the debauchery in with the MMA. But I think debauchery is kind of a part of the culture yeah, of MMA for and sure. boxing. I like boxing just as much, man. I know it's not as big around here, but uh, I, I well, actually, I'll say this: I think debauchery is a part of everything. Yeah, I think so. Basketball, yeah. baseball, football—you mean people aren't horsing around in those locker rooms? Do you guys remember the video of Anthony Davis, nude, <laughs> with his hands behind his back, being like spanked? <laughs> I heard about this. Did but you I ever didn't... see this video? Do you know who Anthony Davis is, Brandon? No, I'm maybe sure, the uh, best, maybe, maybe one of the very best top five players in the NBA, right? It's not a question. Maybe top three, maybe yeah. the best. He's up. Yeah, he's, he's up. on the Lakers with LeBron and he played one season at Kentucky and he's just 
freakishly good, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a video of him. Anthony Davis, what do I search for? I don't even know. Uh, there it is. New Orleans Pelicans, Anthony Davis gets spanked. <laughs> 20 seconds. Look. <laughs> I'm sharing this in the in the weekend sports buzz group right now. <laughs> bringing debauchery to the weekend sports buzz now. I think the more debauchery that goes into anything, if my name is going to be on it, I want debauchery involved. Okay, I was going to try and keep it clean in there, but you messaged if, if me this is the direction you want to go. Yeah, I, I think debauchery is where it's at. I'm going to just post this Anthony Davis video and say thoughts. So for our listeners, we have a weekend sports buzz group on Facebook. It's a public group. You can send a request, and uh, I think you're automatically approved, or at least uh, either Kelly or I will approve we'll you. We'll approve you quickly. And, um, and you can go in there and post as long as it's somewhat tasteful. But 166 we- members currently. Yeah, so we need to double those numbers. Yeah, I think so. The Kelly Patrick Show group has like 670 members and thrives a little bit more on debauchery. So I just posted the same Anthony Davis video in both the Kelly Patrick Show group, said thoughts with a question mark, just asking (laughs) what people's thoughts are, the Kelly Patrick Show group, and also the weekend sports buzz. I have a feeling the Kelly Patrick Show group members will really get behind it more. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I think so. Have you watched the video yet? No, not yet. That's what I'm saying is debauchery is at the core of every sport. You take young men, you have them play basketball, baseball, football, MMA, boxing. They get pretty weird with stuff. Yeah, There's going to be some nude dudes yeah. pinned down to the ground while their buddies spank them. And if a smartphone is around to record it, so be it. Yeah, it's going to be posted somewhere. It's part of life. <laughs> I've been I've been surprised at the uh, level of debauchery that's come from the females in the group. Oh, the females are the worst. You want to shout out any particulars? Rachel, uh, Jordan. They're both watching right now. Are they really? Yeah, they're here. Rachel, Jordan, Jenny Badillo. Yeah. Who else? Who am I leaving off? Um, Your wife, Lori. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You know what's funny about you and Jamel? When your wives, Sarah... Muhammad yeah. and, and Lori Bishop, when they participate in the debauchery, the husbands just kind of shake their heads. It, yeah, well, now I'm we've like, got Jamel, Paul's your, wife. Yeah, Paul's wife, Bernadette. Yeah. I'm like, Jamel, your wife is, is playing a big role in the group, and he's just like, ah, shaking his head. Just, ah. <laughs> what was she posted some corn? Lori posted some corny joke the other day, Brandon, and you said she needed to be yeah, I, banned. I, it was too corny. Well, not banned, but just at least on um, on watch. We're watching her. Too corny. It was a little too corny. Is, so. is, is that something about your wife, Lori? Her jokes would be a little too cheesy, a little too corny She at loves times? the cheesy jokes. She tries, to, like, I'll, I'll tell a dad joke, and she tries to pretend like she doesn't like it, but then she'll go to work and tell everybody. Okay. So. <laughs> it sounds yeah. just like the dynamic between Jamel and, and Sarah to me. But it's fun. I, I believe it's fun. You know, I, I like it, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. Plagiarizing my jokes. <laughs> So the, the direction of the Kelly Patrick Show podcast and the Weekend Sports Buzz are both revolving in large part around these Facebook groups right now. It's not everything. Right. Both existed prior to those the invent of those two groups. Sure. And they would be thriving and doing well even if they didn't exist. But yeah. those groups are a part of it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's helping out. I think the live videos are starting to help too. I think so. Getting more views and feedback that way. Different ways for people to listen and, and to be involved. 
<clears throat> both Jordan and uh, Rachel are on here shaking their heads at me now. Are they? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they should be stoked. I think Rachel needs to go get a tattoo now. Is Rachel going to get a tattoo of the Kelly Patrick show or the weekend sports I buzz? I, I think I think they both need a weekend sports buzz tattoo now. Uh-oh. <laughs> just a suggestion. Just yeah. a suggestion. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Just putting know? it out there. So, what in the world of sports is going on? <laughs> Coron- uh, coronavirus has changed everything. What do you think about uh, Rudy Gobert? He was horsing around. I think he was dumb. I could see myself doing something dumb like that, to be honest. So I forgive him. So he touched. Let's. If I'm being know. honest, <clears throat> right? Let's be honest here. He 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 left a, a, a. Did you see the clip? No, I haven't watched it. I'm he was at an NBA press conference a week ago, something like that. And as he left the podium, podium, he everybody knew they were all trying to be super careful. He touched the microphones, rubbed his hands all over every microphone. I did see that. And then he got up and left. Pretty funny. Funny, yeah. Ha-ha <laughs> <laughs> funny. Ha-ha funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha-ha funny. He shut the damn NBA down. Okay, then the next day he <laughs> tests positive for coronavirus. So does his teammate Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Do you see that? No, that's No, great. that's the whole thing. Oh that's why God. the NBA season was canceled. That is fantastic. Rudy Gobert is one of the best centers in the NBA. French guy, seven foot two or something mm-hmm. like that. Big guy. Thanos would be pleased. <laughs> what do you yeah. think of it, Chris? <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> Do you want my 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 true opinion, or do you want my weekend sports buzz? You know, politically sanitized opinion? opinion. We want the real stuff. Just I, don't make I, me dude, hit the dump I, button. It looked choreographed to me. I don't believe it. Okay. Uh, it, it looked like you know. It's hey, there's somebody famous that has coronavirus. Now we all have to believe everything we hear. Okay. Man, come on. Can I just say that? It wasn't too long ago, maybe in October, that ABC, NBC, CBS was airing footage of a Syrian firefight between the United States and Syria. It come to find out it was a video from the Knob Creek gun range having a uh, machine gun uh, night where they set up explosives and shoot at them. For uh, spectators uh, to watch. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Chad. So if, if you know they lie about that type of thing, as Kelly looks at me like, <laughs> what? No, I mean, there, I don't know. I And I say this to you How on you the air or, or off the air, Chris. I don't believe a lot of the news that I see. I just don't. But that doesn't mean that I am willing to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what I do believe. Right? For example, today I know... I know for a fact I'm hosting the weekend sports buzz from 9 to 11. Absolutely. Then by noon, I'm going to go do a hot yoga class with my mom at Heat Yoga on Frankfurt Avenue. About an hour and a half long class. It'll be very difficult. Then the rest of the night, I've got some stuff I need to do around the house. That's what I know. Absolutely. Then tomorrow, i got some work i got to do. Actually, i got some work i got to do for my insurance practice tonight. You know what I mean? I, I keep myself focused with stuff like that. Do I believe the news? No. I mean, Apparently not, because you're going to have hot yoga with yeah, a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to, when you have experts, two experts in the same field that can't even agree on facts, then it's going to be difficult for anybody who's not an expert to form an opinion. 
I mean, it's, you know, we're supposed to take facts into account, form mm-hmm. our own opinion. But if one expert is over here saying, guys, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. It's more media hype than anything. And then you've got another expert saying we're all going to die within a couple of months. Like, where where's the middle ground? Where am I supposed to draw the line? Like, I don't I don't personally know anybody that's got coronavirus. I know that there are cases that have been diagnosed here in Louisville. And I think we've even had um, one case turn deadly so far. Um, but I mean, how, what what level am I supposed to freak out to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, am I supposed you're to doing exactly what you're supposed to yeah, do. Man. I'll be at the gym teaching kids class later Absolutely. today. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. You know, now, if I start out. coughing uncontrollably and feel really ill, I've had a bad flu before. Have you guys? Yeah. Yeah, oh, sure. Okay. If I experience that, I will quarantine myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should anyway, even for regular flu that that we are, we all are, have contact with for years. You know, I mean, if that's the case, stay home. Yeah. Lock yourself up until you feel better. Break mm-hmm. your fever until you're not contagious. I mean, these are basic. Why are we all just now washing our hands? Right. Yeah. Come on. I mean. This, and this is suddenly everybody's got to use the bathroom a lot because toilet paper, you know, it's it's a must. But <laughs> not to go off too far into, uh, you know, fake news type direction. The world of sports. I said before the show today, we can talk about sports all day, every day, Absolutely. even with no new content. Sure. For example, I made a post in the, the Kelly Patrick Show group yesterday with a, it was a post I had made on Facebook a couple years ago and it had a rankings of the where do you think I'm going, Brandon? I'm, I'm just waiting for it. Rankings of the top 10 heavyweights in the history of boxing. I knew okay. It. Yeah, I did see that. Mike Tyson was not on the not list. Not even on the list. Not on the top 10 list. Come on, man. What? What? I mean, really, he should be like a top five. Based on what? Spectacular knockouts? Is yeah, that what you mean? I mean, face yeah. tattoos? Yeah, I mean, just or, who's, or his resume, the people he beat. What are, what, what, what are you talking well, about? Well, I don't think necessarily that he's fought like the best of the best. He fought an old Larry Holmes. Who else? Right, but I but mean, that's who he had to deal with in his an, era, right? Right. I mean, he I had guess nobody. He, he dodged Lennox Lewis until uh, the toward the end of his career, and then he got his ass kicked. Yeah, but I mean, I guess he was top ten entertaining. Oh, entertainment! For he's sure. number one. Do I love Mike Tyson? Yes. I'm a big Mike Tyson fan, but substantively, if you are evaluating, like Joe Lewis, we don't have as many exciting clips of him with these freakish knockouts. Right. So does that mean he's not as good of a boxer? You, or even you make Vladimir, a good point. Even Vladimir Klitschko. Jason Williams, white chocolate. Yes. Okay. Most exciting highlight reel to watch in the history of basketball. Are you familiar with him, Brandon? I am, yeah. You are? Okay. Yep. Most exciting highlight reel to watch in the history of basketball. In my eyes. Absolutely. Pistol Pete, too. Does that mean they're the best point guards ever? Who would you rather have on your team? John Stockton? Boring-ass John Stockton? Or Jason Williams? Me? I would rather have... Uh, it, Who would you rather have on your team to, to win? Be, if you're yeah, trying to yeah, win yeah. a title. Obviously, John Stockton. Okay. Now, Jason Williams has the more spectacular highlight reel. So, are we not giving any weight to that? Spectacular highlight reel type stuff is one thing. Substantive value inside the ring or inside the cage or inside on the arena, on the court, is different. But you have fans that are watching for entertainment, and then you have fans that just love the numbers. Okay. That that care about the – obviously, all the fans want, you know, the wins. But uh, if it's boring and you're winning, you're not getting as many people to watch, right? I mean, come on – there's a lot of teams you can talk about that 
that play okay Virginia in college basketball. They they play a very good defense. They win a lot of games, but man, they are boring to watch. Yeah, that's what I mean. Good for them. Yeah. Um, Stylebender Israel Adesanya. Did I say his name correctly, Brandon? Yeah, that's correct. That's a good good job. Good one. Thank you. He won. He beat Yola Romero last week. Yep. Not the most exciting style. Two minutes of no contact in the first round. Yep. And then both of them playing safe. Okay. He won, though. Good for him. Ruben War, locally. He wins in boring fashion. Right. He still wins. If he wins, he wins. But don't that... If you're talking about... That does kind of lower you on the echelon of top whatever. Just even I don't know that it does. Obviously, you don't because yeah. you don't think Mike Tyson belongs at the top. Mike Tyson's not a top ten heavyweight of all time. Maybe he's like eight or nine or ten. And, maybe and see in all substantively, time. I'm talking about substantive. If you're evaluating based on the entirety of his career type stuff, right? Now, and if you're you doing know, highlight reel knockouts, revenue generated hype, yeah, Tyson's number one. Pound for pound of any weight class. And, you know, all-time lists are, are kind of uh, deceiving because we weren't around during the bronze the all-time The, the brown bomber, Joe Lewis. So you almost have to shorten it down to your lifespan or, or your time watching this sport. So instead of saying lifetime, okay, or, uh, or all-time, since you've watched boxing, just the ones you've actually watched. What's the question? Mike Tyson. What's the question? Heavyweight. The uh, the boxers. Most exciting or the best? No, the best. That you Lennox Lewis, way better. Vladimir Klitschko, probably better, too. Klitschko's probably top. Yeah. I mean, but would you put Tyson in your top five of heavyweights? That I've watched? That you've watched. Not not YouTube videos of old, just since you've been alive. Sure. Yeah, yeah probably. Have, yeah, yeah, top five. Ty- I love Tyson, yeah. and I think he would agree with what I'm saying. Have you heard any clips of people saying, who would win, prime you or prime Muhammad Ali? Have you ever heard him talk about that? No, but... He, he's very humble. You've got a poster yeah. that... Yeah, you got me a beautiful Christmas gift this past year comparing Tyson and Ali, and I love it. I love Tyson. I've got a nice... Man, would that have been awesome to watch, though? Sure. I'd definitely tune in. Would, possibly wouldn't have Muhammad been too Ali different... Muhammad Ali would have knocked him out, man. Possibly wouldn't have been too different from what I'm pointing out right now, which in May of 1965... I think that was the second fight between Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston. So could have been similar. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head back to the buzz line. We have caller Chris is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Chris? Yeah, good morning. Good morning. What do you have for us? Well, I just wanted to, to chime in and then how things were doing, talk to Brandon, talk to you guys. I really like, you know, UFC, MMA, boxing. Uh, been there my entire life, basically. Okay. You were all we were talking about uh, Tyson. You, you know what the thing about Tyson was? Was he was, he's short, but he's got power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you compare them with Lennox Lewis. Um, he's tall, but powerful. Okay. But the short... The, the short and powerful, and you're talking about pound for pound. Honestly, I think Tyson pound for pound in his prime was way more powerful than Lennox Lewis. More powerful. Okay. Yeah, I think if, if Tyson were to get inside, 
he could probably do a lot more damage, but that's going to be the problem with fighting somebody like Lewis is going to be, Preach. he's going to keep him on the outside. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. You know, so, you know, boxing and, and things like that has it, changed so much. Like, right now, you've got uh, Fury up there, and he's up top. Love him. But, like, you, you take back 30 years, wow, like, that, that really would have been a competition. Sure. 6'9 against 5'11? Wow. How exciting would that be? Yeah, both at heavyweight. That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. There will be some incredible stuff right there. Great stuff. I, I, I appreciate the call. And, and Tyson did fight at 5'11, about 220. And Lennox Lewis, of course, was taller. Fought at, it says here 257. So, you know, of course, different sizes. So uh, you can almost make an argument that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury should be in different weight classes. Yep. For example, they should have more weight classes at those higher weights, maybe. I agree. I'm, I'm in agreement with that. Um, things do need to be a little bit separated, but also conservative. Um, Tyson Fury, he's just destroying stuff, but you take back 30 years and things are different, like way different. Um, like, I don't think people give Evander Holyfield enough credit. Okay. Like, he was, Evander Holyfield, I mean, dude, he was chiseled from, like, marble. That guy was a shit brick house, excuse my language. Mm -hmm. um, he was awesome. And I wasn't even a fan of Evander Holyfield, really. Mm -hmm. But back in the 80s, um, Tyson and Evander Holyfield, that was amazing. So you take that level of intensity and then put it in today, how it is, it's, it's not as big as it was back then. Mm -hmm. Boxing is a very interesting sport to follow over the years. It has much more mainstream appeal than MMA does. It just does. Old guys in their 70s and 80s grew up loving boxing. I think that'll change soon, though. I think the at demographic some point, will change. Yeah, it'll change at some point. Once uh, MMA has been around for a while, I think it's going to take over. Um, I mean, if it hasn't already, to the younger audience. But yeah, I think you're right. With the older audience, I think boxing is still the go-to. I was so impressed. Max Kellerman, one of the innovators of the crossover appeal of boxing, in my opinion. He covers basketball, baseball, football, and he's a huge boxing guy. Max Kellerman. During the preview, before the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight, I was listening to the telecast, and Max Kellerman came on, and he said, Many years ago, everyone believed the baddest man on the planet was always the heavyweight champion of boxing. Yep. That has recently been dispelled, is what Max Kellerman, the boxing guy, said. Yeah. He said, we now know Stipe Miocic is the baddest man on the planet. And I think that's even arguable. But Why? Well, I mean, because... John Jones? Yeah, I mean, you got guys like John Jones out there that, you know, I mean, just because he's not at the top right now, this second, doesn't mean that he couldn't beat the champion. Sure. There are guys out there that could destroy these people in a few years that we haven't even heard of yet. Yeah. But... Still, those guys should come up and fight the heavyweight champion if they want that title, in my Absolutely, eyes. Absolutely, yeah. Or John Jones should. Yeah, I agree. So, Steve Bay currently kind of deserves maybe that title. Sure. So, it, 
a changing of the guard, sure. Is there anything cooler than than striking? Maybe not. I don't know. It's still cool. Boxing, I think, will will always be around. But I agree with you, Brandon. Taking into account the grappling side of things and the direction of the world seems to be MMA is on a substantial uptick. Chris, what do you think would happen if we took Mike Tyson in his prime and we put him in against a heavyweight UFC champion now? Uh, the UFC uh, champion would destroy him. Caller Chris, what do you think? Um, you know, what I think is today, today's boxing and MMA has been neutered in, in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of rules have been changed. Like, you know, if, if you got one knee down or both knees down, you can't elbow or knee. Um, and there's, there's, it's lacking. And I hate to say this, a lot of ruthless aggression. Um, you know, back in the eighties and early nineties and even the seventies, you know, people rallied around boxing and MMA and now they don't, but at the same time, it's, it's like the performers and the, the martial artists, the boxers don't really seem to be completely into it. You know, Back in the day, we saw some really amazing fights and boxing matches, and now it's kind of like it's a joke. I, I don't know. Like, Are we the reason like a- uh, I say that, I, and I, I love MMA. Okay, I, I'm a uh, I'm on black belt. I grew up with Brandon Bishop. Um, I watched last night's UFC, and I was really disappointed. They just did not seem like they were into it. I think uh, I think more fighters now are fighting to not lose rather than fighting to win. So I can agree with you on that. So you say you didn't feel like they were into the fight. Uh, do you think that has something to do with uh, no crowd? You know, due to the uh, coronavirus or whatever, you know, having nobody there to watch. That's what I said at the beginning. I mean, I think that takes some of the energy out of it. I don't think anybody realized how much of an impact that the audience gives to the fighters until last night. Uh, when I watched last night's UFC, empty arena, I was like, these guys just aren't into it. And I, I, I can dig that to a point. Um, one, it's a fight, which a fight is just real, obviously. But the crowd, I, I think that they want to do more. So when there was no crowd... They did less. Mm-hmm. Am I, I correct or incorrect on that? I agree. Sure. Certainly seems to be the case. Chris, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much for tuning in this morning. We hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you very much, Chris. You have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you very much. You all have a great weekend. See you, buddy. Good stuff there from Chris. I love very it. Very good call. Yeah. Brandon Bishop over there behind the glass doing the marketing on Facebook Live and some different things. Strums up different callers. I try, man. Combat sports is a big part of the show here. It is. That's not all we are. So uh, when we were on the break, we talked about uh, Florida State, uh, a uh, senator declaring Florida State the national champions of the 2020 NCAA tournament that didn't exist. What do you think about that, Kelly? I mean, uh, I think it's funny. Good it for him. Funny. It's I mean, funny. He can't be serious. Oh, exactly. But 
I mean, we're we're gonna look back in the history books, and you you know when you get to twenty twenty, there's gonna be a missing spot there. So it's gonna be hard to. I mean, technically, Virginia is still the national champion from twenty nineteen, right? I get yeah, they are. So they don't get another title, <clears throat> right? But they but they hold it for longer. Yep. <clears throat> so it's. Um, I mean, how do you think this will affect uh, the NBA draft? Do you think, um, you know, the talent evaluators, they go a lot up on the big stage, how good these players play when they're on the big stage, when the spotlight's on them. You don't have that now with this crop of NBA uh, draftees. Um uh, but you have a, a big enough body of work to actually judge the talent. Uh, I just think it's uh, it's just going to be a trickle effect into the draft where you're not having uh, – we already were lacking big stars in this year's NCAA college basketball season. You didn't have a Zion Williamson. Yep. Uh, you, you didn't have, you know, R.J. Barrett. Um, Speaking of Zion Williamson <clears> – <throat> I think Kevin Love, Zion Williamson, some other NBA players in particular have stepped forward and donated like $100,000 to maybe the, the, the staff at their arenas yep. who are out of, out of uh, uh, income. You know, a lot of people, their jobs are dependent on these events. That's right. And they're not being compensated. So, I mean, this is going to have a very That's the interesting trickle-down effect on a lot of people out there. Yeah. I, I think health insurance, knock on wood, is somewhat okay. People will continue to pay their premiums, maybe above anything else right now. But the, everybody's industry is not like that. Like I said, restaurants. Uh, if you work the concessions at a NBA game, you planned on making 600 bucks this upcoming weekend. I mean, you're already seeing... Based on your bills, yeah. now you got zero. Or, you know, smaller sporting events like Hard Rock, for example, sure. or even my wife's orienteering sports, uh, they've been canceled as well. So, or, what, what sports? Orienteering. What's that? Uh, so, essentially, it's like cross country. Uh, the easiest way I can describe it is um, you're given a map and you have to find the control points within the area that you're running. Oh, okay. So, it's uh, similar to like um, land nav if you're ever in the military. Okay. Uh, that type of thing. So, you're working off a compass and a map trying to find the points yeah. on the race. And then it's a race. So, those are probably canceled right now. They are, yeah. 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 I mean, you, you're already noticing a lot of effect on the economy, obviously, with gas prices. I seen, man, I seen gas down to 182 the other day. Mm hmm. That's uh, great. What's that? I said that's great. Yeah. Absolutely. As long as the gas stations stay open. <laughs> right. Yep. I don't we don't know what we're in for. Will we be here next week? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be. We'll be here. Okay. I hope. You got to look. Listeners need to to folk, you know, tune in to the show next week. Hopefully we will have some some positive news to deal with sports. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, by then I think the uh Derby will be announcing if they are going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people look forward to that. Up in the Dayton area, they have some of the NCAA tournament that's going to be played there, and that was all canceled. So that's a substantially impacts the economy there. And the Kentucky Derby isn't going to be possibly just isn't going to happen this year in Kentucky in Louisville. 
How much will that impact our economy? Well, think about it. The Thunder over Louisville. All of the events that lead up to the Derby would possibly be canceled as well. And Mm -hmm. look how that affects the local economy. It's crazy. Thunder over Louisville. uh, A lot of the uh, businesses downtown on Main and Market, uh, you know, they – a lot of their budget for the year is figured in with these events. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah. And and think about it. We've we've talked about how – the Yum Center is, has been uh, financially had issues since they built it, and now you're not allowed to have these events in there right now. You know, concerts are canceled, things like that. Hey, I, I'm looking forward to Louder Than Life coming up in September, October uh, time. You know, hopefully we're not talking about this then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, There'll be something new to get everybody's attention by then. Yeah. I think this is reflective of the 24-hour news cycle we're in. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Everyone has a smartphone. If you don't have a smartphone, you you leave your house without a smartphone, you feel naked. Everyone. And there's probably some exceptions, but not many. If something happens in the news, you hear about it by the time you get to where you're driving to. Right? That's right. Yep. So... We're almost this this type of a, a hysterical mania scenario. I would say is almost inevitable, right? Everybody's so tied to the constant news cycle, and what are the news your stations? What are they? What are they driven on? Ratings. So they want to make this. What if you went on Dramatic. there? And you, yeah. What if they had Brandon Bishop on the news and they were like, Brandon, what do you think of all this? He's like, Hey, it's no big deal. Everybody needs to relax. You don't need to go buy a bunch of stuff from the store. Everybody relax. The news producer would be like, "You're fired." To hell with this guy. We don't want him on anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've we been saying to- it for weeks. That's why I'm not on the news. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, we'll go on to the next guy who's going to uh, feed into the hysteria. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. Time will tell. Doctor Drew's been getting a lot of backlash for basically saying that. That it's all media hype, and then everybody's like, "Well, he's not even a real doctor." Well, he is a real doctor. He is, but he's, he's not, a board-certified physician. Yeah, he's not a, necessarily a viral expert, but yeah, a board-certified physician. You know, I don't think you need to be a viral expert to understand how this has played into uh, panic. Okay, you, any individual out there can see that this is inducing panic where it's not needed. Mm-hmm. Now, am I trying to downplay the the? medical side of it what i'm saying is is you you're it's almost like we're watching a uh experiment with the public how they're acting their reactions are just it's too much emotion attached to it i think right now Mm -hmm. guys i want to thank everyone for tuning in to the weekend sports buzz we are on the air every sunday from 9 a.m until 11 a.m talking all things in the world of sports we've been on the air for over eight years now in the same time slot, I want to thank Dugan Ryan, uh, Trevor Kelsey, Doug Wolverton, everybody here at the station, Ryan Media, of course, Matt McCarthy. I want to thank our callers and our listeners. Louisville Combat Academy, 7908 Beulah Church Road. Still open. Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We want to thank them for their support. Thank my health insurance practice. Give me a call, 502-386-0978. If you need any help, with your health insurance for you, someone you love, or a business. Thank you very much for tuning in. Chris, Brandon, and I will be back next Sunday for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Have a great week, everyone.